We're beginning some of Pezayim, which is going to discuss the dinim of Hilchas Avedo Metziah, if someone finds a lost object. If someone sees a lost object that belongs to a yit, but one has to take care of it, and ensure that it returns to its rightful owner, as the Pesach says, return, you shall return it. It's not only if he per se, lost it. Uh, anything that mamon, uh, it's his money, possession, etc., object belongs to his friend. But you have a way of saving it. It shouldn't get ruined or get lost, taking it in from the rain. And also falls on this category. He has to save it. It's considered returning a lost object because it's about to be lost from him. It's going to get ruined. Even though, if there's the, the majority are going, and that's where you lost your object, adds, even if the Majority are taka yidin, but you have goyim that live there kavua. It's not just oh, many goyim come through, but they're kavua and called kavua then and they live there permanently. I feel nothing by Israel simon. Even if a yid not only lost it, he gives a simon and he proves that it's his. You don't have to return it. Why? The mistamik varnesi ashmena. He probably he you can well assume that he gave up on it because he assumed goyim drains and here are the people that live and they they uh, um, I have no way of finding it back. And when he once he was misyash before it came to the other. It doesn't belong to him. The altar points points out that this then applies or whether it's a if it's a valuable item or very heavy. So the other in philosophy is providing that you know that he found out that he lost it and then you know that he gave up on it. Or it was lost for so long that he forgot about it and it's also considered as if he gave up on it. He said, um, or, or figuratively, because it was for, lost for so long. Now, this is only halachic, halachically, what's good and what's proper, what's upright, then to go beyond the letter of the law, to return it to a yid, if a yid talking comes by and proves to you that it was his, he gives a, a simon, an identification mark, then you should return him. Now, Rav Shleiman Ganshin says, the knows that, that basin or halakh authority would force one to follow through on even this midah toiva. The altar doesn't mention in Shulchanach. If the person that found it is a poor person, the one that lost it is a usher, is a rich man. In this specific case that we mentioned earlier, that he probably um, gave up on it because it was lost either for so long or it was heavy and he fa- and, or it was valuable and he checks all the time, so he definitely knew about it and definitely gave up on it because there's an akum over there that lived kavor or rev akum. In that case, then the poor man doesn't need to give it back. The Alta writes, He doesn't consider this the final letter, the final uh, din. He says there's an opinion. If it's the law of the land, that one has to return and lost object. In that case, that takes the place of even the Allah, the heel uh, turns it into a and one has to give it back. If anyone found a lost object, whether it does have an identification mark that he could retrieve it, or in Mitzah if you found it in a place where it was seems like it was intentionally placed, whether it's a, a talus or a cloak or a, or an axe, you found it right near a fence in a place that Kilu is a little bit covered. Even if it's just a suffix, whether someone placed it there and intentionally, or maybe someone lost it there, still also legal, because if you're going to take it, that person's going to come back and is going to have no way to find it. Now, it's important to point out, the Altar says that this is if it's a place that's guarded properly, that uh, that no one else, that uh, no one else would find it. Um, 
if it's not Mishtam Lagamar, it's not a very guarded place and people it's, it's like open to the public, then if it does have a simon, you should take it and Naitil Machris as if it was lost because again, because not a Makam HaMishtamer. If it's a Makam HaMishtamer and it does have, and it does, and it does not have a, if it does, if it's in a Makam HaMishtamer, a guarded place and does not have a simon, one should not take it because there's no way you'll be, anyone can ever claim it and therefore, the Ramah is very, Machmer together the Shach, he says if someone does take it, so he has to guard it and say who the rightful owner is. If it's in a Makam, if it's a Makam that's not Mishtamer, and it has no simon, and that person, person could take it. Allah Chadal. Mishu Zakin Mechuba. The person that's an elderly person and is an honored person. He found a lost item. It's something that would be embarrassing for him to slap along, carry along in his uh, walking with it around in the street shop. Even if it did belong to him, this type of object, he wouldn't carry a knife in the street. This doesn't look right. In that case, it's embarrassing. In that case, he doesn't need to deal with it. And just need to carry it. Then he should do beyond the letter of the law. And yet to deal with it. Even though it's not so befitting for him. There's an opinion. The altar brings to be machmer. And he says, is not allowed to embarrass, so to speak, his cover the Torah. And what happens if he wants to go to Sadin? And he doesn't want to let the Smith of go. He should take note of what the Simonim are announced. It afterwards and pay uh, and and pay whoever uh, claims it with that simon and say I, it's my fault that I didn't find it because it shouldn't be mezal to cover the terror. Bal nefesh says the alter rebbe should be bachmer la'atz If at all possible, he should be stringent. If he knows who it is, whose it is, he should go over to him and according to all opinions he just come over to him pay him the money he didn't need to pick it up but he still paid for it he went and he found a lost item but he doesn't know who lost it and whether it does have a sign there's many differences and details of opinion and details in the dinim and therefore we should discuss it with a rav how exactly to go about it now we're going to discuss Hilchis Pikadin, Simon Kuf Pechas, is going to discuss what happens if a person was given an object or money for safekeeping. Halach Aleph. If someone gave money to safeguard, he gave it to his friend to guard it for him for a while. In our day and age, all business dealings are always uh, coming and going. Everyone needs money. So it's not like a mall that they kept golden coins for a time to make a big transaction. Otherwise, they would be swapping uh, uh, produce. In that case, when people have money, it's lights on it. So the person that gave it to you to safeguard, even though he didn't tell you it's a loan, but he's okay. He's it seems like you can assume that he is comfortable with you using it when you need it and you'll pay it back and therefore you're allowed to use this money that was given to you to safeguard and it's by you it's like a loan and it's like a loan when you want to uh, use it. The Alter Rebbe points out. Before then, um, it's not that way. Until then, if he's a Shem Echinam, he's not until he decides, until he needs it, and then he decides he's going to use it out. At that point, it turns into a Milva, and then 
him he's high bachri, uh, he becomes high because he's gaining from it. It's not Hashem Rechinim anymore. Elon can gilam, as it says, this all applies when he can go and you go ahead and use the money. Elon can gilam, uh, uh, this is a, uh, unless the mafki, the person that gave it to him for safekeeping, he, he expressed Daita, his opinion, he's not comfortable with you using the money. And how, do, how would you know that? If he t- he closed it, or he tied them with a different type of knot, in that case, it's as if he specified and one is not allowed to go ahead and use it. Now, anyone that gives for safekeeping to his friend, any other object, also he's not allowed to use this object for his own needs. Even though this object is not going to get ruined if you use it, so what does he care? Still, it's as if at best you're borrowing it without getting consent. Someone that borrows without getting the consent of the lender, he's out of time using someone's object is considered a gazlan, as we explained earlier in if he already knows that the person that gave it to him for safekeeping doesn't mind if you use this object, mutter, it is mutter because again, this is, for example, if he already lent it to you sometimes and lets you use it in any case. Yes, there are opinions that prohibit even if you know that he doesn't have a problem with using it. Why? In a case of a pikadon, something, an object that was deposited by you for safekeeping and for you to guard, even if generally people don't care, also it's still prohibited for you to use it because you're changing your category from a you're so to speak being moil you're so to speak sending your hand to use a pikadon that was given to your safeguarding and you're you're changing your sorry and and the also in such a scenario, yes, one should be stringent and not use even if you know that he doesn't mind generally. A person has to guard the Bikadin in the best possible way. What is globally accepted is considered a, to that extent that you're going to go out of your way to guard it. Even if for your personal object, you wouldn't go to such a length to ensure that it's exactly the way it is perfectly and you know, etc. You wouldn't run outside even if that's the forecast has to take it inside to make sure that's not, not going to rain. If obviously, if it's a fenced in a locked place where it's a makam shomer, that's that's your responsibility as a shamer. So still, but because even if you wouldn't care, but because the chayav in regards to object was given to you as a because and to safe keep, you have to be medakti given more than your own object. If you were given something to guard, you're not going to give it over to someone to take your place and continue guarding. I feel or even if you find them to be more trustworthy and more upright people than yourself. Ellen can a mafkid gam can rug lafkid dwarum kailo at someone as you know because he could say, I don't want, I rely on you. I don't want it to be in other people's hands. Unless you know that this, the, the owner of this object, the person that gave it to you to safe keep, gives it to that person uh, periodically, or different objects, he, gives, he relies on him. When he wants to return the object, the person came back home, and now he's ready to give back, you're ready to give him back his object. Do not return it to any one of his household members. So just come a random one. If he, if he didn't consent, or he's not there and says, just give it to the person by the door. And the same applies not only to a chavitz that you're safekeeping, also if you lent you something, to pay up a loan that he gave you, gave you alva, you could return it to his wife. It's called that he relies on her completely and blindly she should do dealings on his behalf and therefore that's okay. He puts everything in his hand, he, everything he owns, he relies on her, puts in her hand.
halacha alpha semen kuf pei test, which we're going to discuss the dinim of preko tehina, which is unloading and loading a donkey in a case where the burden is too much and it collapses under the local halacha alpha. Misha paga bechaver for yid, man another yid. And and they're bumping them on the way. And he sees the behemoth collapse under its weight, under its load. Whether it's carrying a burden that was that he he could have put on her because she's able to carry. Even if the person that put it was a girl and wasn't allowed to put so much on her, she can't handle it. Still, it's a positive mitzvah for him to help him unload this from the donkey. And the donkey shouldn't be in this tarbal chaim. Shenemar also tells him, "I help you. Should surely help him." After you took it off. He shouldn't just leave his friend now. What is he going to do with all the peklach? He shouldn't just leave him over there stuck. Rather, he should go and help him reload it. As the Pasuk says, Hawk him, talk him. You should help him lift up. You should help him lift it up. If he just let his friend just sit over there with his donkey, he didn't help him not unload it off the donkey and not to reload it. Beetle Mitzah say, Sai, he was in the battle. He lost out on a positive commandment. Barbal Mitzah, and he transgressed a, pro- a prohibition. As the Pasuk says, You shouldn't see your brother's donkey in such a way. What happens if he took off the all the and reloaded it and now he started walking and it collapsed again? You think you did your you have to do it again, the whole process. Help unload it and reload it and package it in a better way. And this double lashon is not just, you know, help you should definitely help, rather, and, and also Hakim Takim, you should help him stand up the Bema. Not only that, also. And do it many times. And therefore, once his responsibility extends and continues even after he helps him at the beginning, so he has to go with him at least a parasa. Shemitzach, they may be still going to need you to help, but you have to. Escort him for the person. Unless the person carrying it says, "I don't need any more help," you could go bite it. The first mitzvah of unloading off the donkey has to be done for free. And the author points out this is dafke. If you don't, it's, it's, it's not coming on your expense. You're not losing any money by this because he's all done the person doing business, he's losing out money by the fact that he is now stopping to help him. In that case, Potter. He says, Altair says, not only a person that's losing money is part of it, but even if someone that could be going now make a business deal, not that he's losing money by the fact that he's here and, and his a job is not getting done. He, he could have found a better deal. That also makes him part of it. This is all in regarding Prika that he has to do for free if he's a hurdle bottle now. But a person, but to reload any he he can he's not mechoyev. Rather, if they pay him, he also has to pay him off for the time that he's escorting. Now, if a guy is going after his his behema, whether the package that's carrying is a yitz, whether it's a guy, the chiyuv is really only the first stage, which is unloading it. Why? And because you were dying for the donkey in this case that he shouldn't be painted. And therefore, being that it's not mamish like by a yid, so you could take schar as opposed to by a yid, which is not take schar. If he doesn't give his schar, the altar adds that even if he doesn't, if he decides not to pay, he's still yid to take it off because there's no obligation to help him to, to reload it. Unless there's a case of it could lead to. Um, 
hatred and, and hostility. In that case, one needs to. There's no other. Um, it's a yid that's, that's uh, guiding this. And the he, it's his responsibility not only to help it unload, but also reload. Because at the end of the day, even though regardless of who it belongs to, the behem belongs to a guy in this case, but still the tsar of the yid, that he's the one that's guiding it and he's the one that's losing from it. Also, if the behem is a yid and the, the, the burden it belongs to a yid, in that case, he has to still not only unload, also reload because of the pain of the yid that, that uh, this is his, his uh, behemoth. Uh, that means the behemoth or the masa, uh, if they belong to a yid, that, that will obligate him. Halacha, hey. the even your enemies, behemoth, collapsing under the load of it, uh, this donkey, crouched under his load. Sain is there. When we say Sain Acha, his enemies, it's not talking about a Goyish, because this whole din of Tino Prika, as we described earlier, doesn't apply to him. He only has to get involved with this, the, the Tzai Balachayim aspect. Elam Yisrael, obviously this Sain is talking about a Yid. Hechu Yisrael, Sain Yisrael, Hakar Yid, hate another Yid. Because remember the Pesach says, one should not hate another Yid and bear animosity in his heart to his fellow Yid. If he himself alone saw his other um, yid doing an avera, he said, "Boy," and he warned him. He scorned him. The loychazer, he didn't repent. He didn't do tshuva. He didn't uh, retract. Harei mitzuvah l'saner. But Edsim, you were you are obligated to hate him. Actually, he has to tshuva until he does tshuva. And he returns from his avera. And in that case, that's the sign that we're talking about. Even though uh, per, right now, for the time being, he didn't do tshuva. But sorry, you see him pained over the fact that his burden is now is, is over his donkey that collapsed. Mitzvah applies to you as well. You should not leave him in such a state. You have to help him unload and reload. Maybe this person is going to stay because of his money. If you leave him here alone and he doesn't have who to help him, he's going to get stuck here on his own, middle of the way, and he's going to be, you know, in danger the Torah guards and, and cures for every uh, the life of a Yid whether wicked or righteous that's the nation that's, that's uh, uh, escorting the Ebishter and are with the Ebishter and they believe in the rightful belief stay upon them uh, this is my word in the name of the Ebishter lest which is not true the Ebishter says would I, would I appreciate the death of the Rasha Rather, I, I wait until he turns back from his bad ways, and he'll be able to live. Now, Allah Chavav. If there's a, a group of people traveling together, uh, if one of them, the feet of his donkey start wobbling. They're wobbly and they seem like they're going to collapse. All the rest of the people joining this caravan, it's obviously not in Midbrook, in that case, it's kind of suffice to leave them alone. It's a call cool, but obviously it's in the city, but they're traveling together. They're not allowed to let him stay on his own. They're not to walk away with their donkeys and leave him alone in the middle of this way. If his, his, uh, his uh, donkey collapsed, and he has no donkey to continue riding, it's not just they're helping to reload and unload. In that case, they're they're able to uh, to part from him. They don't beyond reasonable amount of time. They don't need to uh, stay there forever and lose their whole trip. The same deal applies if there are traveling wagons. Is a kilko something happened or a wheel broke or axle broke, etc. It's going to take a little time to fix it. They're not allowed to leave him alone in the middle of the way. Unless it's way beyond reason.